Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Crane. I'm Joseph Patrick. Every once in a while, I like to get together with an industry professional and chat over a couple of my favorite morning beverage, see how things are going in the industry. Today, we'll be meeting with Nancy Matthews, Crane's VP of Life Sciences and Aerospace. Welcome to Coffee with Crane, Nancy. Thanks, Patrick. Good to be with you this morning. So uh, let's start off with a fun one. What do you say? Sure. Tell us a fun fact about yourself that most people don't know. Oh boy. Well, that's always an interesting question. Um, and it's kind of uh, uh, interesting that you bring it up today because I just had this conversation with four of my grandchildren and it went like, Nana, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I had to think about that again. I probably had three answers. First of all, I wanted to be a race car driver. Nice. Yeah, wouldn't that have been awesome? I still kind of like to drive fast. And then I thought I might like to be a flight attendant, but I was too short. And then I thought I might like to be a pharmacist. So would you think there's any humor in the fact that here I am working in a global logistics role that's moving life sciences, pharmacy, and aerospace? Absolutely. So, it all kind of works. It all kind of works. Yes. All three wishes were fulfilled in one calling, huh? Exactly. That's awesome. So let's switch gears real quick, Nancy. As COVID has impacted the world, how has it affected the aerospace vertical? Uh, Joseph, that's a big question. First, for the commercial passenger sector, of course, in the beginning, no one was flying at all. Banned entry between countries and quarantines due to COVID impacted travel. And um, planes are grounded all over the world which caused a unique problem because if there was a mechanical and those planes were grounded, um, needed to find a way to get those planes back in the air and get them where they wanted them. Um, and a significant percentage of the cargo that's moving in the world for us is moving in the bellies of passenger aircraft. And so all of a sudden that capacity was gone. And then we had all the PPE moving and that PPE was being moved in the bellies of any available aircraft that was going. Some passenger aircraft converted to cargo. Um, so governments were commandeering aircraft and we lost a lot of capacities to be able to support um, any aspect really of aerospace or other sectors without charters and um, very unique solutions. If you look at the things that keep the commercial uh, aerospace sector moving and the MRO flights or MRO shipments, the AOG shipments, um, the challenge was finding available lift and then with reliability that that flight would be canceled or that it wouldn't be at the last minute snapped up by the government. Um, and then we see the headlines with the largest passenger carriers in the world being impacted, laying off tens of thousands of people. And as we're supporting really um, many in the sector, for sure, the top in the top 20 global providers of services to passengers and cargo, we've adapted and learned in many ways to focus on their current needs versus what maybe has been the norm in, in the past for them. Because as most of us have found in the world, the, the norm today is not anything related to the norm we knew. And so we have a lot of communications. I think that's the key is communications and adaptability. Either find a way or make a way, right? Exactly. So uh, what do you see for the future of the MRO sector, both short-term and long-term? 
Well, I think short term, we are seeing a shifting of critical parts to some smaller additional parts depots. Some of the uh, aftermarket parts suppliers are in a position where some of them are cash rich and they are um, seizing the opportunity to maybe acquire parts from carriers that are looking to generate cash by selling off some of the parts inventory that they may have due to their grounded uh, equipment. They don't need them. And so they are establishing parts depots and finding an opportunity. Some of these MROs are expanding. These aftermarket part um, constituents are, are looking to expand and make themselves available in maybe some of the more obscure markets where aircraft weren't being maintained, but will be for the future due to these changing flight schedules. So I think there's, um, it's going to continue to adapt. There's many opportunities for solutions to help get these carriers back in the air as this comes back together. And some of it will be rapid and maybe we'll scale back down again as COVID continues to roll. But I like how you're always looking for that silver lining. We will find a solution. We will find a way. You keep saying that. You believe that. You're living that. I like that a lot. Thanks. We, and we do. We have a, a, an extraordinary team. We uh, are solutions-based. And I am always one that will try to find a way to support it um, as long as it is able to be. We will never tell a client that we can do something that we can't. And we will always deal with it head on and let them know what the limitations are, but find a solution. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great way to, to, to treat our clients with that, that level of honesty. You know, you don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. that's for sure. Correct. As far as airlines go, uh, how do you see them recovering from COVID? I think that's, a, a, again, these are tough questions. Delta has announced that it will have very limited nonstop flights going forward out of Minneapolis short term, for sure. Um, this is a market that has some significant manufacturers. It's a global home base for 3M, um, as an example. And um, we are in a market in, I think, here specifically where we will be looking at a different way to move cargo. We already are. Cargo will need to go out of uh, various gateways where the nonstop flights are available. Um, that said, uh, as those airlines are recovering, um, I think as we support them and as we need them, they are both our clients as we support them in my sectors for aerospace and for maintenance and repair. They are also our vendor that we're putting freight in their bellies and also um, supporting the cargo carriers as well, the all cargo carriers. Um, at the end of the day, the airlines are going to go where the passengers need them to go. And the cargo carriers, my opinion is, uh, some of the manufacturing bases are going to shift as the political climate heats up. And in, in the world learned that they needed to have uh, more than one source of supply because it became a critical set of circumstances during this pandemic. And as those changes occur, um, those airlines are going to adapt and have different routes. Um, and we will be there to support those needs as that maintenance and repair may need to take place in locations that are unique and different to what may have been in the past. Well, I can only imagine as things change with, you know, seat layouts and uh, 
carrying capacities and stuff like that. What, what do you think the future for aircraft manufacturing is going to be? Today, we see that the aircraft manufacturers are reducing their capacity. We are blessed to support the two largest uh, aircraft manufacturers in the world. And uh, the programs that we are supporting, they are continuing to manufacture, but a much reduced uh, capacity. And so um, what that impacts all the way down the line is the raw material suppliers. There's not as much raw material needed. It impacts the parts that are moving and it impacts the volume and the quantity of the parts that are needing to be stored. Um, so we are asked to perhaps have a uh, larger forward stocking location, a larger parts people for them. Um, they may not have to have as much of a keen sense of urgency to move the parts, so they may be able to reduce some of their costs for the transportation because the planes aren't being built as fast, their uh, production rate is slower. And then um, the type of aircraft that may be manufactured or, or deviations of the aircraft that are currently being manufactured, maybe smaller versions will come out. Um, but it is a uh, model that is shifting. And I think um, we all read the headlines about, as we stated a few minutes ago, the commercial carriers and the layoffs. Certainly the aircraft manufacturers are struggling with some of these same things. And, um, and how to keep it moving forward as their partners, the airlines, are canceling orders or reducing the quantity of the aircraft that are being, um, that are contracted to be manufactured. I think um, it, at the end of the day, it's all about you and I. And when we decide to get back on airplanes regularly, the traveling public decides that it's safe to be putting their families back in an airplane or you and I are going for business on a daily basis or a weekly basis as we used to do, um, that's going to drive it. And then where is that business and how how does that happen? Longer hauls, shorter hauls, that's the type of aircraft. And all of that will have an impact on the manufacturers as we go forward. Um, we're supporting not only the largest manufacturers, but we also support some of the executive uh, jet manufacturing in the world. And that is still continuing to happen. As people weren't traveling, there wasn't much as, as much of a need for and isn't as much of a need for the emergency spare parts because these executive jets may have been moving forward or um, events that um, maybe executives may have attended in various countries, various geographies, it just wasn't happening. So you don't have a need for them to have their parts and they're not consuming those as much. So um, really it is supply and demand and where does that need to take place? And it is changing almost every day for sure. Uh, once a week we see another headline and we just need to, I think, be positive and optimistic that this will pass and it will come back what it looks like when it comes back um, is probably something different than what it looks like today, for sure. It's kind of funny how such a little thing has changed the entire planet. Isn't that wild? In a huge way, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in Space City, Houston, Texas, and, uh, and you're with the aerospace, so i got to ask you this question. What is Crane doing in the space exploration sector? That's probably the most fun. Um, 
I've gotten to do some things that are really amazing. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring in one of my grandsons to this part of the conversation. Uh, two of my grandsons think that they're going to be astronauts or something to do with space. So, you know, what 10 and 11 year old doesn't think that, right? I think that every time I've had an opportunity to go into one of these facilities, uh, probably the most exciting thing I've ever gotten to do is to go with one of my colleagues in the Denver area into a living quarters for astronauts for space, deep space exploration um, and having opportunities to come up with logistics solutions to move those types of things to launch pads. There was a uh, project called Iridium Next that uh, was launched by SpaceX. And you can watch those landings. They are so amazing. They These took off from Vandenberg Air Force Base and um, they landed them back down right in a very small target. And uh, I found myself holding my breath every time that one of those took off. But uh, we moved those satellites. They were in the 20 to $30 million range apiece. And um, very specific uh, restrictions and security that took place for the planning to move those and contingency planning to move those. It's, it's very, very precise just to get them to the launch pad. And I'm so proud of the team that we have that we're supporting that. Um, but it's a lot of fun and it's, uh, it's uh, nerve wracking at the same time, but a great deal of passion with some of my teammates to um, find opportunities and support those opportunities that are out there in our world. You lucky duck. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, That's is. really neat. Yes. Well, Nancy, this has been fascinating for me personally. I enjoy hearing about uh, that, that particular vertical a lot. Sadly, that's all the time we have today for Coffee with Crane, but I wanted to thank you so very much for coming on and chatting with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and uh, look forward to talking to you next time. Absolutely. You take care of yourself. Thanks. You too. Well, I'm going to go freshen up my cup. And I'm going to see you again on the very next episode of Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now.